Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. This is podcast. I think we're at fifty two now. Um, All right. I feel like we've skipped a week or two, and I think the reason it feels like that is we had Thanksgiving week, and we posted a recording that we already had in the bank, and then we last week, like we had a great podcast last week. But it didn't feel normal because I was like recording out of a hotel room. I was also fearful for my life because we were recording a podcast about um, corruption um, at the border, uh, and I was oh, across. Yeah. I was across the border, so you know that. Um, you know that made me feel real good. Uh, <laughs> you were just waiting for that knock at the door. Yeah, I was just outside breaking uh, it down. You know, hey, it, it would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, so that one, that one felt. If I mean, it just I haven't been in the home studio for a few weeks. I was I was gone, so it's weird to be sitting in front. It's feel it feels like a while since I've been sitting in front of the desk with the monitors and uh, recording a podcast here. But. Yeah. It's been a minute since an actual in the news one too. I feel like we've uh yeah, the I last think... few have all been special podcasts. Uh yeah, when was the last in the news podcast we did? Like I feel like ago? it had to be about I know it was Pretty before much? Thanksgiving. A month ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we had our football one, I think, the week before Thanksgiving. So actually it's been probably over a month now. Yeah, the football, the football episode. We'll we'll maybe uh maybe we'll do a follow up or something to that yeah. one. Maybe we'll do. I, a... I don't know how I don't know how fun it was for the listeners, but I had fun. <laughs> me, me and Jake had a great time. Um, yeah, that no, was a great podcast. Maybe we'll do like a sports one of these podcasts. We'll do a sports podcast. Uh, maybe a uh, pre pre New Year's Six Bowl podcast. Yeah. You can get the hottest sports takes from uh, the Green Dragon Media. Um, we're, we'll come at you with the, the latest and greatest in sports. Um, forget forget Pat McAfee and Stephen A. Smith. This is where it's at. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the top tier. We're the top tier of um, entertainment. You know, me, and, me and Jake leading a sports podcast. What could, what could be better? <laughs> Uh, speaking of sports, we're going to do a little in the news today, folks. A little in the news. We're going to cover the latest and greatest, what's been going on over the past few weeks while we've been, um, while we've been, uh, well, I shouldn't say missing because we haven't been missing, but while we haven't been covering in the news topics. Um, I did, since we're on this topic of sports, let's just get started with sports. Have you, did you, either of you guys see this, um, this uh video of this uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan and they were oh. apparently you know saying that this kid did blackface he was dressed up as like a um I guess like a chief yeah like it was Indian double chief. black blackface on one side red face on the other R- right and and apparently it was taken out of context and they were saying um you know, uh, you know all these terrible things. Of course, it was Deadspin that broke the story. Uh huh. Yeah. Surprise me. No, I know. So, um, yeah, I guess we can pull it up for those. I've got a little like uh, video here. Um, we'll just watch part of it. I don't really need to listen to, um, whatever his name 
uh, Jesse from Fox News for too long, but um, <laughs> but here I'll share this clip real quick. Yes, can you guys see that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. He rolled in America. Friends vibes from Jesse. I do. You get yeah, Ross from Friends. That's a good one, Jake. I like that. Um, let me know if you guys can hear this. Again, I'm having sound issues on my end. I can't hear what's happening. Why is that? Does anybody know why? Yeah, it was weird because when it was rolling, I could hear it for a second can, there. Can you a young Kansas hear? City Chiefs yeah. fan. Why can't I hear it? This is interesting. Give me a second here, folks. The question is, where's my sound going to? Okay, well, I'll, uh, I'm going to throw in the subtitles just so I can... Uh, see what's happening and then uh... nine-year-old in america a young kansas city chiefs fan dressed up for a game against the raiders all he did was everything that diehard fans do he painted his face threw on the headgear and went to the stadium with his family no different than what you see every weekend in arrowhead and vegas and pittsburgh but male karen at deadspin only showed half his face the black half and accused the nine-year-old of wearing blackface Quote, he found a way to hate black people and Native Americans at the same time. And the media piled on. The kid is still in full racist guard. I love how they blurred the image. <laughs> like know. it's a dead body or something. Unbelievable. The only this part of him that's not intentionally kind of racist is the black part. The rest is team colors and he's going for just being a fan. But the racism is already in there, just not the kind that the right is picking up and flogging deadspin with over a five-year-old kid. Like, the stupidity of this is remarkable. It feels like we're in the Vegas residency phase of, like, uh, you know, racism. And that guy, Dan Lebitard, who accused the nine-year-old of racism, more the exact same. Anyways, I don't know what you guys think about it. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it honestly, it didn't surprise me that it was Deadspin, like I said. I mean, they've yeah. shown them in the mainstream media have shown they're not above trying to ruin the lives of kids. Yeah, but... it's, just, it's like, it's like, who reads that article? And it's like, oh, yeah, that kid's a racist, you know? Which is, yeah, exactly. That's what really... What really uh, disappointed me was how how many people that I know personally just took that story and ran with it. Like, I know, right? You're seeing like 22 year olds be like, "Fuck this kid! This yeah. kid's terrible! This kid, this kid hates black people!" You know all that. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like you don't have anything better to do with your life than to. Uh, it's like yeah, clearly, target a, clearly target you're a just having a nine year old kid. Yeah, clearly you're just having fun. Like, yeah. He was dressing even up for his if team. It was, even if it was something offensive, it's like, like it's a nine-year-old kid. Is he really? Right. Gonna, is he really out to out to go go offend everyone or be racist or whatever else they want to label him? I, I don't think so. Know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's just. I saw it and I was like, "Come on, we're really doing this. Yeah. We're really doing this." I kind of, and that well the thing was I thought cancel culture was on its last its last legs after mm -hmm. the few the last few um incidents like this that have been exposed as being total total hoaxes really on the part of the media yeah. I kind of thought that a lot of people both left and right were 
just moving past that that whole that whole cancel culture rage that's been going on for probably mostly most of this past decade yeah but that just showed me that it's all it's all still still alive and kicking mm-hmm. yep there's still people with nothing to do out there that want to be outraged over yep. something stupid exactly so yeah more just a uh, disappointment than anything else is what i feel towards that i know it was it was yeah disappointment you know i hope the kid got some free for the kid too like it's a kid like he's not yeah like like it seems like he would have um like if you're gonna go after people actually go to somebody who's you know an adult like don't try to go after kids like it reminds me of that time with that one guy yelling at that kid remember in dc i think it was do you remember that? Oh, Sandman, right? Oh, Nick yeah, Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah, similar to that. Crazy stuff. And then the whole, yeah, the whole media outfit goes, just piles on. It's uh, uh-huh. it's unbelievable. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, thankfully, well, and I don't know if you guys saw, but it turned out that the kid's actually Native American as well. Ah, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah did... he went on. So after, I think that's like the older clip of the Jesse Waters one. I think the next day, he, he brought on. the kid and his dad onto his show okay. and interviewed them. And it turns out the kid's grandfather works uh, on a reservation, actually, and is part of the tribe that's hilarious i mean that's that's hilarious that like yeah that just shows you how little investigation there is on these things yeah yeah so that what i mean like if it weren't for that i feel like people would still be talking about it kind of blast right. was good for for uh the supposed racist act talk about karma exactly it always seems to bite him bite him in the back yeah i wonder what uh you know it's the chiefs i wonder what um yeah, I didn't. I didn't see anything from uh, Taylor Swift or uh, Travis Kelsey about this incident. See that—that's the other thing that was disappointing mm-hmm. to me. I was hoping some of the players would reach out, and maybe I they know. did privately. I don't know, but there yeah. was no uh, no public statement of support well, for this kid from any of them. Well, they were the last team to pull end racism out of their end zone, so <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I feel like I they'd be the last to. Uh, last to bring it up mm-hmm. should not have expected anything less i guess yeah but it is funny when you think about um you've got justin trudeau jimmy fallon jimmy kimmel robert downey jr all who used blackface at some point in the past right no one cares about that at all mm-hmm. we'll go after a little kid seems about right seems about right yeah but Thankfully, know. thankfully, uh, that story seems to have seems to have dissipated. It's now that we know down. about his heritage. Yeah, it's quieted down. You know, I bet though. You know, one person I bet that's done blackface that we haven't seen the picture surface, and I think we will be seeing it soon. Biden. I feel like there's a Biden blackface photo out there. I you've bet. got Trudeau. You're telling me you've got Trudeau and you don't have Biden. Yeah, Dude, maybe, maybe. dude's been around for a millennium i mean like huh. there's no way he didn't participate 
He turned, so that was my next piece. So he turned 81. Good old Biden is 81 years old, had his birthday, I don't know, a week or so ago, I think. Um, but uh, first of all, like, the fact we have an 81-year-old president should not be a thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. That needs to be stopped. Um, yeah, so yeah. how many 81-year-olds do you know that are uh, still working full-time? Yeah, know? not only that, but like have like all, like there's some that are still sharp. I haven't met too right. many that are, you know, up for doing one of the most difficult jobs in the country, like from like a stress level and like an ability to like make like decisions in key moments and you know, you put a little bit of pressure on them to like go get something. Most of them go get something from the grocery store and then like take their meds and they're freaking out. Um, which is what our president looks like. I mean, he functions like the average 81 year old, uh, if we're being honest here. But I guess my question to you so they did a little poll on voters, right? And 76% of voters that they, they took of this people voting age in this poll said they think he's too old 50 percent of the the people uh thought there should be a minimum age to be pre or a max and a, a minimum to be president um i think i put minimum on the doc but i meant maximum a maximum age to be president and then they were pulled on what the maximum age should be so there's like 45 percent 45 percent said under 70 uh, i think 30 percent said 50 to 60 range and then 80, like 20% of the voters said 80 was acceptable. So like under 80 was, 80 was the max, essentially. What are you guys' thoughts on all that? I have my opinions, but I'll let you guys go first. Do you think yeah. we need a cap? I, it's tough to say. I think, I think there are exceptions to the rule, like someone like RFK, who's, I think he's only early 60s or mid 60s now, but mm -hmm. he strikes me as someone who could probably, I don't know, similar to Trump, still be functioning mm -hmm. probably for the next 15, 16 years or so. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, if you put a maximum in there, then you could be missing out on a good candidate, a qualified candidate mm -hmm. um, who may just not meet that age limit or age max. So I feel, but. But I do think maybe at some point, like 80, I'd probably be in the 20%. Let's say 80 would be the max. I think that's fair. I think, yeah. Go, Tom, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of with Jake because Winston Churchill was considered an older guy when he was the prime minister for uh, England. And if it wasn't for him, we probably would have lost World War II. And so I don't know. I feel like maybe maybe it should just be built on confidence and health. Like, I mean, there's like such a stark difference between someone like let's say Warren Buffett and Biden. Like Warren Buffett's like ninety two, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's ninety two, but I mean he's still talking and walking and seems like he's fine, at least physically. Um, 
there's a few things messed up in the head, but everything else seems to be working okay. And then, um, like Trump seems to be very fit for his age. Like he just won the senior golf tournament, I think, a couple times, at least one time. And then, yeah, like Jake's talking about RFK, who seems very healthy for his age. So I don't know. I mean, like Grant Cardone, for instance, is like 64, 65 right now. And he has like more energy than most 30-year-olds. So I wonder if it's more like uh, health and mental ability. But I feel I like if you guys measure that, because there is, yeah. quote, health and mental ability checks. And um, and uh, uh, our current yeah. president is passing those, just so you guys know. He's doing great yeah. in there. Um, he's passing with flying colors. And there's really no reason to worry about his health. So, I well, maybe if they're actually true tests, yeah. <laughs> but I think the trouble is the independent source. Yeah, I think yeah. too. Like, I think once you're president, here's I think one of the biggest issues is I think, um, and this has always been the case. If you look back historically across presidents, presidents never resign if they have a decline in health. Really. It's always yeah. hit. It's always hidden because that's seen as a weakness from our enemies. And so even if you've got a guy that's been in for two years, but all of a sudden he's like schizophrenic and like seriously like a problem, JFK, um, you know, they yeah. remove him due to the I mean, he'll always pass the health reasons, you know, for, mm -hmm. it's it's just one of those things. It's it's mm -hmm. tough. Like, what do you, what do you do? Like, how do you set that in place? Because I think like people are, I don't know, like there's definitely a lot of people, especially after all this are like, can we just get like somebody young in there? And I understand the sentiment that's like, how do we find young people that aren't, you know, indoctrinated into the political like system, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's tough because the longer people are in politics too, the worse they typically are. So if you're getting a 75 year old president, the chances of him, if he's been around the block, the chances of him being corrupt, are like 10 times higher than a dude that's like 45, right? <laughs> yeah. Or 50. So it's, it's one of those, and it, it's just like disheartening that your little leader of your country is like 15 years away. If he's 75 year old, 15 years away from, probably death like that's true that's the peak of your leadership in your country some old man that you throw up there yeah like i don't it's no. just kind of depressing <laughs> and to to your point aiden you've only got 15 years left at max right you're probably not likely to care about what comes after either exactly and i think that's the sentiment a lot of people have is like especially the young people that are like what does this 85 82 year old you know, why, why would he care about my well-being in 30 years? You know, yeah. like he doesn't care about me retiring. He just wants to make it through his four uh, to eight years without any issues that are going to put him into the um, history books as a bad president. You know, exactly. he just wants to make it out unscathed and then sail off for another six years before his death. Yeah, I think that someone like, not that he would be my preferred candidate, but somebody the Vex age uh -huh. that like, let's say he wins out, has a miracle, 
beats Trump and Biden. He's good. What is he? I think he's 38. He'll mm-hmm. be 46. Let's say he wins two terms max. He'll be 46 by the time he's out of office. He's probably going to want to stay involved afterwards. Mm-hmm. And like how well he does in his presidency will determine his credibility mm-hmm. after that. So yeah. it's like he's going to have a he's going to have a vested interest then in how he runs the country, mm-hmm. even if it's even if like he may not care at all about the people, but right. he's going to want to do a good job if he wants to stay relevant after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I guess you could also make the argument on the other side that somebody that comes in with more experience is going to be a better leader. It it goes both ways, but I think it's an interesting conversation because I think like right now it's at the um, it's kind of highlighted just because of our good old Biden. The age, um, the age uh, discussion is a big topic. Um, so how do you kind of make sure you don't get another one of him? I don't, I don't know. The, cor- yeah. the correct way to do it is have better screening, but, uh, what do yeah, you exclude? World. Yeah. Perfect. What do you exclude them from? You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's almost it's impossible. So There's such a wide range. Of oh yeah. What type of 81 year old you're talking about? Like someone like we talked about, like Ronald Reagan, I think was. 81 by the time he mm-hmm. was out of office mm-hmm. and he was still functioning just as well if not mm-hmm. better than he was at eight years previous mm-hmm. but then yeah contrast that with biden or like you said any other 81 year old you know right. he's probably doing better than average so there it's a it's i mean it all depends on the person really at the end of the day yeah their health their genetics everything really everything There's just so much so much to take into account there everything yeah no definitely yeah so we'll see is there anything uh, is there anything new on the um on the uh the electric front that we should be talking about i haven't been keeping up with it to be honest with you i i didn't pay much attention to it but i saw there was that debate between desantis and newsom oh yeah there's rumors there's rumors that newsom may be setting himself up for a presidential run if not this cycle, then maybe the next one. Really? But he may like it, it let's say something if something happens to Biden before uh-huh. before the election. Before the election. Yeah. They know I mean, realistically, I think everyone knows it's not gonna be Kamala. I think we can all can all safely say that. Or maybe not. Maybe if you guys I, uh, don't think I, so. I really let hope. me know. But, I really hope it's not. I'm praying yeah, to God. Maybe, maybe it's that's not. maybe that's wishful thinking on my part, but <laughs> um people are thinking that he's kind of the next in line, like he's the most presidential out of all okay. any other Democrat you can think of that's that's got their foot in the race. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people, yeah, so he's basically he's jockeying for a position. If not I this see. year, it's gonna be uh gonna be post post Trump and Biden. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Did you guys see that uh, there's that court case right now with the Supreme Court uh, ruling on evidence that's been destroyed about Trump during January 6th that may clear him of all the stuff they're trying to convict him for for that? Really? So where is this coming from? Uh, I'm not sure where it came from, but the Supreme Court is looking into it. 
and if they rule in favor of like what's been shown that the evidence has been destroyed, which means that they're trying to defame him and frame him essentially, they may open the door to help all the other January Sixers that have been imprisoned. Hmm. Should be massive. That's crazy. Where's it? Do you know where it's at in the court process, the judicial process right now? Like, is it just in review by the Supreme Court? I think so. I I overheard it, so I haven't looked into it myself. But okay, I know it's being talked about. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that would have massive implications on mm-hmm. yeah on the on this election too, because I think it would um. I think it would push certain people one way, for sure. Have you guys seen those new videos that have come out since Mike Mike Johnson released them? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, they they pretty much have all the videos now, like them being brought into the Capitol, people throwing them in. There's like videos of them throwing like concussion bombs into the 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 crowds there's like other like audio of like officers saying run in there get in there and uh, so it's kind of opening the door to all of those what we knew was probably happened and uh, how it was kind of a, a setup job but there's even videos of Trump supporters defending the police from Antifa they were getting in front of Antifa to stop them from attacking all the police officers, which is pretty interesting. Wild. That is yeah, interesting. I'll, I'll have to monitor that, see where that yeah. goes. That's hopefully right. they, uh, yeah. Hopefully, if that's all, if that's all accurate, that'll be released into the mainstream here. I hope so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the news outlets cover that when it, mm-hmm. if it does break. Mm-hmm. And how they, what the and what the um, what the response is. Yeah, that'd be very interesting to see. I I would I'd be curious to see how the uh the Democratic Party backpedals from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it'll be how it always is. Just ignore that it ever happened. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it'll be Just like January sixth like never happened. Really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What was that yeah. committee for again? Uh, well, yeah. we, uh, we had one. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> That's um, the, uh, yeah, just January 6th, random date. That's the date. Uh, That's the national championship, January 6th. That's what it's for. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. First week of January. You want to commemorate it? The week long New Year celebration. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that worth? Wait, isn't that Orthodox Christmas? Yeah. January yeah, Christmas. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, um, sorry to take us away from that topic, but real quick, oh, um, Jake, I didn't realize this. Did you know that the debate was actually in Alpharetta? Between DeSantis and Newsom, I, I could have been Georgia, there, but I didn't. Know oh, it was there. oh man, it was at the Hilton in Alpharetta. Oh wow, is, oh, that, is that in downtown? I don't think so. Yeah, it's not in down. I know where yeah. it's at though. Yeah, man, wow, you could have gotten in there, Aiden, and just been like the Trump guy. 
Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah, just screaming. That would have yeah. been great. Did you, you guys just see him escort it out? Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Brought some shoe lifts, extra shoe lifts yeah, for some DeSantis. Extra shoe lifts for yeah. DeSantis. You got to try out these boots, bud. They'll make you five feet taller. You take them. Um, it's a lift you, kit. Yeah, it's a lift South. kit. <laughs> Here's a three-inch lift kit. Um... <laughs> Did you guys watch any of it? I didn't. I I didn't watch okay, any. Of it, but right. I heard I heard neither one was really stellar. Okay. But let's see what it's about. His hands. He refused. Oh, oh, this is gonna be good. He's already on a roll. Joe Biden is sitting on his hands. He refuses to take care of the border. He refuses to hold the drug cartels accountable. This is the vision of Biden, Harris, Newsom. I support border security. I think the asylum system is broken. I believe that we I need understand that. easily three bottles of gel in that hair. Oh my gosh. And like enough plastic surgery to kill a man. <laughs> Governor, you're trolling folks and trying to find migrants to play political games, to try to get some news and attention so you can out Trump Trump. And by the way, how's that going for oh, you? Trump Trump. You're down 41 points in your own home state. Everybody? Biden administration the last three years it's is, been a master Joe Biden paying you tonight 3.9% I thought this was state versus state point, no, but it's about the United States of America I thought this guy was running for president of the United States if you are running too, for you just won't admit running it. for a third you just, you just, just like won't admit it you will not admit it is Joe Biden experiencing this uh, cognitive decline is it a danger to the country do you find when he speaks what is your reaction to it Yes, he's in decline. Yes, it's a danger to the country. He has no business running for president. And, you know, Gavin Newsom agrees with that. He won't say that. But that's why he's running his shadow campaign. We'll take Joe Biden at 100 versus Ron DeSantis any day of the week at any age. You had quarantines. You had quarantines. You had checkpoints all over the state of, Cal uh, of Florida. By the way, I didn't say that. Donald Trump laid you out on this. Dead to right. You that's did that. True. You followed science. You followed Fauci. That's Ron not, that's not he followed science. That's not he true. followed. You had more kids. Wait, than... is that true? Fact? Do we need to fact check that? Yeah, that's that's news to me. Did he follow quarantine? Maybe initially, right? I mean, but after that, he did initially. Yeah, he initially he did, but they were also one of the first states to, to back off to stop it. Yeah. I mean, I listen. I was in Florida during COVID. I didn't see any quarantines happening. Yeah. I mean, maybe officially they had it, but probably weren't enforcing it. I'm sure they weren't. Yeah, I don't know about this. Let's see For a else. longer period of time in California than anywhere else in the country, it was the working class kids. It was the middle income kids. His kids were in private school. They were in class. We'll, in get, we'll get slow down. I want everyone to be heard. What does he fucking do with his like, he like licks. Do you see Newsom? <laughs> he like licks his lips and like. Slow down. I What's want that? everyone to be heard. If I can ask. Oh, yeah. And it's what, like into that? a smile. It's him being His a kids were in private school. They were in class. It's, it's him trying to move his mouth because of the plastic surgery. He's like warming it up. He's like, okay. He's like doing like facial dexterity exercises so he can move his mouth because it's fucking plastic. This is. Slow down. He probably got a recommendation from Pelosi, surgeon. I really do want yeah, this sure. to breathe. I want this debate to breathe. I want it to organically developed uh to do that i need both your cooperation i don't want to be a hall monitor it's not my style all right this is a book that's in some of the schools in california florida this is not consistent with our standards called gender queer I, it's some of it's blacked out you would not probably be able to put this on air this is pornography it's cartoons it's aimed at children uh and it's wrong so this should not be 
in schools. Those books, do you believe that's appropriate for school districts to teach kids, yes or no? Not, come on, those are not, it's not part of the curriculum. They're not teaching those kids are the, that. that was, those are books that were in school. Hold on, hold on. The bottom line is you are on a book banning binge, your state. One. Uh, I don't answer that one. He didn't really answer it. I mean, no person in their right mind would actually answer that as like, yes, that's okay. Yeah. He knows it's also was found in the schools. So like, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? He's a politician. He snuck around that. Here's the law. Yeah, what was that? That's yeah. so weird. And then he like goes into a smile. He's like, <laughs> it's freaking creepy, man. See, uh, that, that's what is a little scary, though. Is you can tell he's already well versed in how to lie, how to get around around tough questions like that. Exactly. You know, Biden everyone can laugh at her, Kamala. They just. Like she'll start cackling, he'll just start mumbling. This guy, he can actually. Oh, he's, you know, a, he can he's, a, good, he's a good politician. Yeah, yeah, that's what's, that's what's frightening. He's a politician. Yeah, people will vote for that. People will vote for a politician. There's good track yeah. records on voting for politicians, like that. Yeah, I'd be voting for statesmen. I feel like that should be the new thing. Like. Are you a statesman or not? Because everyone knows a politician isn't a very high standard. Mm -hmm. So maybe that would be a good change in the vocabulary to like start thinking about better things. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it was kind of hard to watch them both. Like they weren't very. Neither was very good. Like, I don't know what the word would be for like on video, but photogenic, you know? Videogenic. Radiogenic? No, they're just both annoying. That's the problem. They both speak and you want to like jump off a building. I know, you're like, thoughts aren't coming together well. I'm not really connecting ideas. No, Ron Ron constantly sounds like he needs like 10 Adderalls to focus. I mean, he's just all over the place. And then he, and then, and then when, once he does get his 10 Adderalls, he sounds like he has 10 Adderalls in him. That's so there's like no in between. Yeah. Ron either needs 10 Adderalls or needs 10 less Adderalls. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah, there that was probably off his meds run. And that was off his meds the, run. The Republican yeah. debate he was on, he was, was definitely on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, which Ron do you get? You never know. Mm -hmm. Do you get the Ron in heels? Do you get the Ron in flats? You're never really sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's too bad. He started out promising, but no, I think he's, he, uh, I think he's, he's going to fade a little bit here. He's a goof. Closer. He's a goof. He's a goof. I know. It's kind of wild how many candidates are all kind of big flops. Here's the thing. All of them are bought and sold by the same corporations. It's all... the The whole thing is a mess. Because I don't know if you ever watched the show Veep. Either of you guys? No? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like this show about um the vice president and then she becomes president. And it's it's a comedy. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but the whole sort of thing, and it is accurate, that 
it kind of portrays is like how intertwined everything is. So like the special interest groups and the donor groups um, are so intertwined with every single politician, whether left, right, center, it doesn't freaking matter. They're buying and selling everybody. It's just whoever's favor they can get. So like you could be Ron DeSantis or Gavin Newsom. It's, it's all the same. You're just going to be bought by some special interest group that's essentially owned by the same parent company. I mean, like all these things are so intertwined. It doesn't even really matter. It, there's this seem there's the there there's it seems like there's a lot of different options, especially when politicians are like, oh, the donors and whatnot. We'll just find a group that aligns with our interests. But really, those groups are then just run by bigger corporations that are run by bigger corporations. It's all the same thing, and they're all corrupt. They're all bought and sold, and so you you might see somebody you know give a little sparkle and promise and then they start actually running and they start actually accepting money and instantly they're changed and they yeah, lose that so. they they lose everything that you you know you're attracted to them in the first place and um that's the problem with politics can't trust anyone yeah. you just follow the money you'll yep. uh forget, you'll root out any uh any politician that way mm -hmm. exactly disappointing yeah. though because they always it is start disappointing. Out, they always start out you're on board you think yeah. they're gonna be, gonna be uh, your guy but and then... it's usually and it's usually when they start to run because mm -hmm. they haven't accepted as i mean many donations or contributions to the campaign and as the money starts to come in more and more and more and they get deeper into the campaigns is usually when yeah. they're you know promising special interest groups they'll do x y and z when they get elected and then they get 10 oh, suddenly you know they get 10 million dollars from so-and-so group and another 10 million from this group and all that stuff and then that starts to add up and that weighs on what they say when they're up there and they're not actually the ones writing any of the things that they say that are up there they're having somebody they're having their campaign manager who delegates that to be written by somebody on the campaign team and all those, all those things that they're saying up there, all those answers that they're giving every way that they're portraying is just to please their donors and special interest groups so that they get, because really, because at the end of the day, you don't get elected by people voting for you. You get elected by how much money you can gain from the special interest groups mm -hmm. and how many, and, 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 and how many people in the, um, you know, if you're, if you're running for president, you know, how many people in the, uh, you know, how many state representatives you gain favor with all that stuff. It matters. You gotta yeah. call them the favors at some point. So it's a lot of ass kissing and money taking corruption. Reminds me of, uh, I saw Tucker Carlson talking about George Soros. He was saying that Soros was pretty genius and that he targeted certain individuals in government and mm -hmm. got them in with money. Instead of funneling all of his money towards a president, he was getting all the people in place to like keep it all running. Right. Create this system. It's right. very interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's how you do it. You don't go to the top. You figure out what keeps the top at the top. That's yeah. You use that. 
what are the pillars that support the top? And then you own the you own all the pillars. That way, whenever you, I mean, and then when you own all the pillars, society depends on you. Yeah, it's a little scary. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing uh, I did see Newsom say, and this would be after the debate, I think. Did you guys see that? Um, I think this was about a week ago. I threw it on the dock. So Newsom directed the California Highway Patrol to ramp up its efforts to address the retail crime across the state. And I don't know if you guys have followed any of this uh, since it started, but I don't know if you guys were aware, but you can steal up to like, I think it's like, is it like $950 worth of stuff from retail stores at a time and not be charged with a felony? Or a crime. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Um, so yeah, apparently, you know, after they made that a thing, now he's cracking down on it during the holiday season. And I think he's he said something like this. Uh, uh when criminals run out of stores with stolen goods, they need to be arrested and escorted directly into jail cells. I, I, like, what is what does that mean? when they run out of stores with stolen. Uh, yeah. So apparently now he's completely backtracking on their original plan. So apparently now they're going to start arresting people. I don't know. That's um, that's con convenient as he's getting his feet wet in the presidential race now. Right. You got to save face. Exactly. Um, so they will be allocating 267 million to 55 cities and counties to fight organized retail crime. All right. Way to go. So, Evan. If if I if I'm gonna I'm gonna sniff out a little uh, money laundering here, okay, two hundred sixty seven million dollars is a lot, and my guess is that two hundred sixty seven million will come from taxpayers' pockets, and I have a feeling there was absolutely no um, organized retail crime fighting program before this. So essentially, the state of California has manufactured a way to increase taxes by creating a problem, then fixing the problem. They fixed it, but they created it. I'm sensing a little money laundering going on there. Um, a little suspicious. bit of thievery. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, yeah. I, whenever I see that, like, whenever you see a problem caused by the state, then not fixed then the, they come out with a solution to fix that problem. I'm always very suspicious, especially when they were the ones that caused it in the first place. It's like the homeless <laughs> epidemic that's going on out there, right? Like we could solve the home, they could solve the homeless epidemic, but it is like a $80 million industry per year in California. That's how, I forget how much is allocated um, to the homeless problem in California, their budget. Um but it's insane and it gets worse every year. So how do you spend that much money and it gets worse every year? And the answer is the money never actually makes it to support homeless people. It just gets basically funneled through all these pet projects and basically laundered. Um, let me see, homeless budget in California. Oh, sorry, million wasn't enough. Seven two seven point two billion. To address homelessness. 
Wow. California set aside $7.2 billion to address homelessness in 2021 and 2022. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. You'd think $7.2 billion would be enough to fix it. And they fixed it in a couple of weeks for the that little uh, get-together that they had with the Chinese. They did. <laughs> <laughs> we talked yeah. about that last podcast. They rolled out the red carpet. They rolled out the red carpet uh yeah i don't know it's yeah that was weird yeah yeah i don't know what's going on out there but isn't it funny you see like the whole defund the police then they're like oh crime skyrockets and then they're like refund the police and then they are like actually the you know we don't need it we don't need as many like we we can let people steal from stores oh actually we can't we need a new crime unit. Yeah, it's just the same vicious cycle. It's the same thing. About something and then completely yeah. backtrack on it. Yep. All, it always like roughly a year later, I feel like. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It's always a year later. They give it. They give you just long enough to forget about it. And then they're like, okay, now that you've forgotten about the problem we caused you. Yeah, it's just yeah. like this whole, um, you know, uh, the Biden Bidenomics thing, guys. Press secretary's oh, yeah. tell the press secretary's telling us the U.S. the U.S. Uh, economy never been better. <laughs> We're thriving right now. Um, I think she said. I think here's a what is her name? Uh, Karine Jean Pierre. First of all, first of all, she has a French last name. I hate it. That makes so much sense. <laughs> get that Frenchie out of get that Frenchie <laughs> off the stage. Um. Okay, here's her quote. The fact is the data shows, first of all, I hate that first sentence. Somebody take her back to school. The fact is the data shows the economy is improving. The data shows, if she says the data shows, how many times is, you guys pull out a shot glass. Let's do a little drinking game here. <laughs> the data shows that the household, uh, that households remain in strong financial positions. Household wealth is at a record high with lower income households seeing the largest gains since the pandemic we do not take lightly what the american families americans and families continue to feel that's why our president at two o'clock is going to talk about what actions he is going to take to lower costs um yeah Uh, you notice in all that talk about data she doesn't bring up any actual data numerical values but then but then but jake this is as good as data so just you wait just you wait (laughs) She says that um, the Trump administration is the reason the U.S. economy is left on a tailspin. Because of the Trump administration, because of how they dealt with COVID and the pandemic, they didn't have a comprehensive plan. The president came in, he passed the American Rescue Plan, which was able to get the economy back on its feet. Oh, Joe, what a guy passing that American Rescue Plan. Savior. He rescued us, all right. I don't know from what. Maybe from sniffing kids out on the street. He just took it into the White House. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This is just... He had, uh, I'm sure she doesn't mention the student loan uh, forgiveness that was promised. Uh, yeah, what happened? I'm sure that uh, that's another thing that's been uh, been just conveniently forgotten now. Yeah. yeah. Did that ever go through or did that... Um, no. It didn't. No. Okay. Yeah. 
They gave all the money to Ukraine, Tom. Ukraine needed oh. it more. <laughs> That's right. Israel really needed it more. They needed those um, those Apache helicopters and, and missiles and everything else that we sent them. They needed it. They were feeling left out. Sure. Yeah. Um, I did see that there was a survey done uh, that said one in two Americans. This <clears throat> is the counter little Jan Pierre's little argument. Um, one in two Americans say so. That's fi that's fifty percent of Americans. If if you can't do math, well, fifty two Amer fifty two or fifty percent of Americans polled there say their overall financial situation is worse now than it was in twenty twenty. So her math. A plus B does not equal C on her end. I'm not sure. Off there. Something, that something's, like core. <laughs> something's going on in her math. Not totally sure what. But um, yeah, the economy's thriving, guys. Jake, you got anything to add? Well, yeah, since she didn't provide any figures, I will provide them here. Kind of kind of substantiate what she's saying. So since 20... What's, What's at stake with Jake? What's at stake with Jake coming up? <laughs> uh, yeah, so quarter one, 2021, that's when Biden was inaugurated. Since then, 401ks in the U.S. are down 25%. Pension plans are down 12%. Real wages down 3%, which completely contradicts what she was saying, that mm -hmm. the American families are better off. That... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not uh, looking at it right. But I thought if real wages are down, that means less well off. Am I right? I mean, one I might think, think that. Yeah. That's yeah. That Who knows? Sense. What What do I know? Uh, also, gas prices. I know it's been talked about a lot. I haven't seen it in a in a while, like relative to what it was before Biden. Since that first quarter of twenty one, they're up thirty five percent nationally. Which is just, I mean, it's astounding thinking that, thinking about that number. Like we hear about how gas prices are up all the time, but seeing it put in that, in that context is crazy. Yeah. And then another interesting stat I saw, Thanksgiving meal prices since 2019 up 25%. So mm. just kind of highlighting wow. uh, cost of food, the cost of food for the consumer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, those were a few, uh, you know, figured I'd help help back her up a little bit on her math. Well, it seems like you guys are really um saying the same thing. I think so too. I just, think just uh, saying it differently. You're we're, just we're saying it differently. it differently. You're expressing it differently, but you're saying the same thing. Same idea. Same idea. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're on the same side. Just, you're, on the, uh, you're on the same you side. Know, you're on the we're same going page. From different places. Yeah. Uh huh. You just got the right side of the page. <laughs> you just got the wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we should uh, take uh, you know her along with the whole Biden administration and ship them on a boat over there to Russia or something. Just take put them on a, that little Jake that little cruise you were talking about, the Bering Strait cruise. Just send them up to the Bering Strait. Mm -hmm. Go all the happens. way around up the Arctic. Yeah, land in. They can land in. Uh, was it Saint Petersburg? Go Saint down Petersburg. To well, and then now, the summit with Putin that they've been talking about. Now, 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 now. 
you can't be going over to Russia now unless you're ready to sign their loyalty agreement. So um, I I mean, but I assume they would sign their loyalty. It's it's like it's like, you know, like when you go to the store and they're like, you go to the gap, right? Let's just say you go to the gap and, and they're like, do you want to sign up for your gaps gap rewards program? You know, you can get 2% cash back um, with this uh, gaps, uh, you know, loyalty agreement card or whatever, right? No, Kohl's, that's the one, Kohl's. You know, it's like $25 Kohl's cash when you sign up for the Kohl's loyalty program. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Russia's trying to do. They're trying to incentivize people to sign up, come visit Russia. You know, they want people to come to Russia. Now, all you got to do when you sign up for uh, the Russian loyalty agreement, when you show up to the country, you show up to the little customs desks and some, you know, guy named Igor screaming at you in Russian, asking, why are you here, American? Um <laughs> All you gotta say is, uh, you know, you, you get you get this uh, little um, this little piece of paper, and uh, and you sign this little agreement, basically saying that uh, you know if you're a visitor, you're prohibited with interfering with the uh, activities of uh, public authorities of Russian the Re- Russian Federation. Dis, uh, you're not allowed to discredit any form of foreign or domestic state policy. Uh, um, basically, what you're told, being told is, uh, you know, you can't say anything bad about the Russians while you're there or after you leave. Um, so that's all you got to do. Then you get into the loyalty program. It's all good. Um, you probably got and a this point is, system too, like 10, and, 25 points for every trip you take yeah, there. Yeah. So, so the agreement's just trying to keep in place the traditional Russian family values, culture, and environment. Okay. That's what they're trying to keep in mind here. Um, yeah. So this, this whole thing, I mean, this thing's, this thing's crazy. So in all seriousness, yeah. Russian lawmakers have proposed legislation that would require foreign visitors to sign loyalty agreement, effectively controlling their actions and speech while in the country. Um, what it will do is essentially it will make it a crime to speak poorly of the fatherland uh, if you're immigrating or visiting, you're doing all these things, right? Um, so uh, now what was interesting is it says upon entering, this part was the part that interested me though, and I, I want to get you guys takes Upon entering Russia, foreigners would also be legally required to refrain from propaganda uh, or um, spreading propaganda uh, about non-traditional sexual relations or distorting the historical truth pertaining to the feet of the Soviet people in defending their fatherland and their contribution to the victory over fascism. Um, but I thought the non-traditional sexual relation, does that mean they're going all like, uh, what's that country that really hates the homos? Oh, is that uh, Saudi? Indonesia? Right. Oh, I thought it was one of like the Muslim countries. Oh well, well that was a given. That was a given. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, does this mean they're going down that route too? They're going to keep the gays out? Is that what they're saying there? That's what it sounds like. Non-traditional. Yeah. yeah. Spreading positive. Traditional. Non-traditional. Very interesting. So, I know they do have they have laws already against like internally yeah. propagandizing it. And so I guess in. I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if they apply Don't. it to foreigners now too. Yeah, you 
Tom, tell your gay friends at the gym that, you know, they they shouldn't be going to Russia now. Or at least they shouldn't be going wearing like a rainbow flag or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just let them know. Yeah, just yeah, remind. Uh, just like a, a, a kindly, you know, a kind little um, nudge saying, hey, you know, public service announcement. If you're going to fly to Russia, maybe don't wear your pride flag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I will keep that in mind for me. Okay. I thought I thought it was important. To tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you. it is. Yeah. I, I still have to tell you guys with Jack. Uh, yeah, man. Maybe. A story. Yeah, well, might have to. Might it's have ca- to. Yeah. It's escalating. It's escalating. It's escalating. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to know what that means. It's yeah. escalating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but I thought that was I thought that was interesting. So uh, you know, if you're going to Russia anytime soon, you might uh, you know maybe want to refrain so you don't have to join their rewards program. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're getting twenty five percent like back on anything. <laughs> 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 uh, doesn't sound like a rewards program that's really worth it. <laughs> hey, you'll win on the exchange rate with the ruble. Oh yeah, that's true. It's I know. Right now, you know, when I was in Canada, I bought some things, and I really won out. Those Canadians are getting ripped off. Mm-hmm. Those little, those little wannabe uh, commies over there. I mean, <laughs> Trudeau's got it set up good. He's just handing money over to us. Oh yeah, he knows <laughs> what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Um. Last thing on my docket, and I see a couple other things on here um, that you guys put on, but apparently the Pentagon, you know, they had that whole big issue, that little accounting error. They couldn't figure out where all that money went. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that doesn't matter, apparently, um, because they've added an additional, you know, the Pentagon's real important. So they've added an additional $25.7 billion to the Pentagon's defense spending budget this uh this year. You know, never mind those like I think it was like what 10 billion or something that they lost or misplaced somewhere yeah. or their accounting couldn't come up for. But um yeah, here's the breakdown. So 10.7. I mean, I can't even I, what is a billion dollars? What is a billion dollars? How do you spend a billion dollars? Like, I want this put in real simple terms for me. Like, they say $10.7 billion spent on 580 different programs. What are these 580 different programs? And you're telling me 580 programs cost $10.7 billion? <laughs> That's maybe uh... they all have high salaries? Question mark. I, I mean, I don't know. Ten point seven billion. I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, fifteen billion for six hundred thirty-six different weapons projects. Do we even have six hundred thirty-six weapons? That's what we used to. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the rest is going to a bunch of different stuff. But I'm just, I. I I just don't understand how you can, uh, what I don't get is how we left all that stuff over there in Afghanistan, but then all of a sudden we're worried about spending all this extra money on more weapons. 
Couldn't they have salvaged some of it? You know, right? Yeah, the excuse at the time. The excuse at that time was that we didn't need it. We had we had plenty already. It was just yeah. like a that was a like a minuscule amount that we were and, leaving there. And twenty five point uh, the twenty five point seven billion isn't their normal budget. Like that's just on top of their normal budget. So it's going to fund twelve hundred research projects. I don't know. I think it's all a scam. I saw that today, and I was like, I don't even understand. Yeah, how they're spending that, but what do I know? Research projects like that could mean could mean a lot of things. Pretty. I want a research project with the Pentagon. Like, come on, how do I get one of these so-called research projects set up? Yeah, yeah, seriously, seriously. If if you're listening to this Pentagon, please let me know. I'd be interested in applying for one of your research projects. Gosh. Full time. I, I mean, that would set me. Time. I mean, that would set me for life. Meanwhile, we can't pay yeah. off. The, listen, guys, student loans probably not going to happen. We just don't have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, plain and simple, we're just flat out broke. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? You know what we do have the budget for the seven and a half billion to find electric vehicle charging stations. Mm. Uh, yes, so that was back in 2021. Mm. But none of them have been installed yet. Two years mm. later, none of those funds have been uh, have been allocated towards. So where did the funds go, Jake? Please do tell. Please do tell. Supposedly, supposedly they're still holding them in reserve because they have not approved <laughs> it to be sent to the states yet. They still have to get get through some uh, regulatory hurdles right now. So, so what you're telling me is they just printed a bunch of money without actually figuring out the full plan. I mean, that's one way of putting it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Seven point five billion. I'm just I'm doing all I'm I'm adding these things up here. You know, they keep adding up, and I'm thinking to myself, man, how many student loans could we have paid for? Right. Well, and you had what was it, the seven point two billion in uh, San Francisco, right? San Francisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get so then you got the twenty five billion. Um, we're up to forty billion. Uh, how many billion have we sent to Ukraine by now? This is this is just this this episode is going to be called uh, budgeting, budgeting with the Green Dragon podcast. So we're at forty billion, <laughs> folks. Um, what is it, Tom? Sorry. I want to say it's 250 now. It's 250 right. billion, yeah. right? 250 billion. So. Okay. And then how much did we send to our pals over there in Israel? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that. I think that's that's like 20? That, does that sound All right. Like how much? That's it's probably like a low estimate. Moolah. That's probably a conservative yeah, estimate. We send to Israel. Um. Oh, they say we only committed three point three. That's BS. Just three point three billion. Um, that's it. Yeah, just three. We'll call it a. We'll call it five. I have. A, I have a feeling they lost a few of those dollars. Oh yeah. What about the money? Billion. What What about the uh, money that we lost giving to Ukraine? Wasn't that like another eight billion? Yeah. Isn't there? Yeah. So Something if like we, that, that's just totally unaccounted for. So if we just add up the, you know, these little couple pet projects mentioned, 
Um, we're at 303 billion. Now, I don't know what the current student debt is. Jake, yeah, yeah, yes. Let's see here. So you mean like per person or the whole thing? Oh, uh, I guess the whole thing, 1.6 trillion. But yeah. 303 yeah. billion, 1.6 trillion. It's at least putting a dent in it. Getting closer. Mm-hmm. Because Just as like far because I only think they paid like a couple, I think they've only paid like 800 million and for the student debt forgiveness. Or like what they actually started to pay, if anything. Every little bit counts. Every little bit Proportionally, counts. Proportionally, it's like making your monthly payment and your you student know what loans. Else? Yeah, maybe they should just pay off their debt too. That'd be real good. Mm -hmm. Or maybe just stop handing out money. Maybe if they quit crashing. Would... Maybe if they quit crashing shit like two point, you know, two billion dollar planes and. Uh, you know, the oceans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'd be a little bit better off here. They just, did help. you see they crashed like a helicopter somewhere? I think I did see that. Yeah. yeah it's like every other that? day now. I feel like there's some. They're like, they just do this for fun. It's like they wake up in the morning and, and whoever, I, I, I thought this was our military. I thought they were supposed to be competent on these things. And every other day, there seems to be a crash. Okay, here we go. Yeah, on uh, six days ago, so what would that have been? November 30th, a U.S. military Osprey aircraft, which is like one of those like choppers that like, it's like kind of sick looking. I don't know if you guys know what those look like. Old yeah, yeah, I know what those are. Those are pretty neat. Okay, so here we go. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of those, right? So um, crash near... Yakushima Island in Japan, leading to the death of at least one crew member with others missing. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Japanese defense minister said, in the light of this incident, the minister of defense has asked the relevant departments to cooperate with the Japanese Coast Guard to confirm whether or not blah, 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 crash thing. Yeah, there's no information on this. Four incidents of this thing crashing since 2017. Either there's a problem with this thing, the thing that they created, or they just have really bad drivers. I'm not sure. But we like to crash these, like, I'm sure this thing costs, like, a half a billion dollars, you know? You know other countries are looking at that, too. Seeing that's the, uh, that's the standard we're setting now. It's a pretty mm -hmm. low one. Probably, uh, I don't know. I tell you, yeah, yeah, that's that's a little depressing. It is a little, depressing. It, it is literally. I feel like every day I look on the news and see some new, uh, whether it's an aircraft crashing or a you know, a tank blew up something, some expensive equipment seems to be getting getting misused. Yeah, and then the billions of dollars of equipment we left over there in Afghanistan. It's real good. So I think what we've come to the conclusion on this podcast is that um, the government should hire us to do their uh, budgeting. I, I mean, I, with Jake on the team, I feel so confident. Every time he gives a chart on what we're doing, I feel better. So I'm down. 
I mean, uh, yeah, we'll get uh, get Corinne Jean Pierre with us too. No, oh, she's a real the, heavy uh, hitter. Yeah, real heavy That'd be hitter. The dream team. Yeah, and the reason I say she's a heavy hitter is because she's got like her her brain. That brain mass is like just a a sack full of bricks. I mean, it's just straight like concrete up there. There's nothing else. So it's real heavy hitter. We could use her as like a battering ram. Or something. Uh-huh. That's yeah. great. Um, wait, guys, there is before we um close before we start wrapping things up here tonight. Uh, so this is two hours ago, actually. I was on the uh news site and this came up, and I hadn't heard anything about this in a while, so it piqued my interest. So I'm just gonna read through it for you guys. Underreported Senator Marsha Blackburn asked FBI Director Christopher Ray about redacted flight logs pertaining to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, the mm-hmm. FBI's handling of the case and allegations that Epstein's case was swept under the rug. This comes after Senator Blackburn requested approval to subpoena the unredacted flight logs from private planes used by Jeffrey Epstein. The subpoena was ultimately denied by both the state judiciary committee with both Republicans and Democrats blaming each other for failing to approve the subpoena. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Both of them are probably on the plane. Curious. Um, Curious what they have to hide. Yeah, so the Democrats are blaming the Republicans for filibustering, which led to 177 amendments not passing. And aide to Durbin said he was willing to stay all day in order to allow the Republicans to offer, as well as debate, the 177 amendments that they filed ahead of the markup, saying that the committee would vote on the subpoena authorization after. And then Senator Blackburn, just coming from the Republicans, accused Senator Durbin of blocking the request, asking Durbin, uh, adding Durbin blocked my request to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. What are the Democrats trying to hide? Well, doesn't look like we're going to get anywhere with that one. That one's just going to, that one's going to, you know, take us to the end of eternity. Yeah. We're never actually going to find out who is on that freaking flight. It sounds um, like a, a lot of blame going around there, but not a lot of accountability. Not a lot of answers. Yeah, not a lot of answers. So, um, yeah, I I was really hoping for like a big breaking news thing. Um, but yeah. we we got more of the, Yes, it's too bad. That's one that really piques my interest. Man, what I would do to have those flight logs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Anybody? not. You'd be uh, you'd be on the hit list then. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's best for me not to know. That'd be a tough one to escape from alive. They like the last year. I feel like they always kind of dangle it in front of everybody, saying that they think it's gonna be it's gonna be released imminently, and then nothing ever happens so now i've just learned learned not to even get my hopes up when i hear a story about that (laughs) Uh, yeah jake it looks like you got oh sorry tom go ahead i just had one thing to share with you guys um apparently uh was this last week or a few nights ago i guess bobby Iger was trying to do something to elon musk on twitter I guess, like, he said, the article said he's trying to cancel Elon Musk. So I wasn't sure what that meant. But he, that night, whenever this happened, Disney lost over 23 million subscribers. 23 million? Yeah. That's massive. That is a lot of subscribers. What is their sub count? 
Is this through their platforms? I think so. I want to say it was like a hundred million were subscribed. So I I was just kind of blown away that there were that many. Um yeah, I'll just read the headline. Um yeah, what's the deal with everybody um, canceling their Disney Plus? Uh, yeah, so it says Disney loses millions of potential revenue. Um, after Elon Musk calls out Disney and other world companies for blackmailing him with money over X ads. So, yeah, this was just the article. So, yeah, it just says Disney loses 20 million subscribers to overnight trying to cancel Musk. So, I just thought that was really wild. Like, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. So, they. So it sounds like maybe they left the platform for advertising, and then he said basically "fuck you," and then uh, pretty much, and then there was the whole thing. That's crazy. That's a lot that's of subs. Me. Yeah, I mean, that's if they had like a hundred million, that's a quarter of their business. Just right. That's nuts. I mean, they're ripping people yeah. off. So I mean, it probably doesn't cut hurt them too bad. I mean, but it's sure it hurts their yearly margins. But like, yeah, that's still a lot of people to unsubscribe. Yeah, maybe people just had enough. It's possible. The only problem is like now it's like where do you um like if you want to like get any sort of like sports or anything on TV, it's like where do you go? that's true you're almost because because like because like the problem is like yeah there's like places that like do a decent job at getting some stuff and aren't you know horrible but then like if you want to like watch like sporting events you have to be subscribed to either like one of the big news net or like the the um networks gonna be like subscribed to like paramount or one of them Disney, Hulu. So it's it's tough. I don't really think about Sling TV. What's the other one? Fubo? Fubo. Yeah. Fubo. No. It's tough. Yeah. They're all pretty subpar. Like even the main ones are kind of poor now too. Like Well, it's a rack. It's a racket. It's also what what they did. What they did is they were like people were leaving their cable because cable is too expensive, right? You're like, oh, we'll leave our cable. It's too expensive. And then what happened is for a while the streaming services were doing okay, and you'd go to like Netflix and get a bunch of like really good stuff. But then there's all these licensing deals, and then I think there's some sort of collusion. So now you'll never get the same shows on because of the licensing deals. You'll never get the same shows on the platforms. So if you like, let's say you're an office fan, you have to have Peacock, but then let's say you want to watch a, a, a HBO show. You have to have HBO. That So all of a sudden you have to have HBO, Amazon prime, Apple TV, right. Netflix, you have to have them all. And then all of a sudden you're spending $200 a month just to watch the shows you used to watch. Yeah, it's a bit of a racket, but that's but that's that's a little bit to do with the light. I don't know if that was actually planned. I think a lot of it's to do with the licensing and like once you get in that that feeding frenzy of the the different platforms eating up the different licensing deals. Yeah, 
you get into that kind of competitive, um, you know, sort of cycle where they just eat them up, try to get the best shows. And so each platform is going to get a couple of these shows, right? Yeah. So it's a little weird. I know. I kind of wish you could just buy, like, I don't know, maybe if there was a way to make a business where you could just buy the shows you want directly. Amazon's got it. Like, you could do it through Amazon typically. Amazon, yeah. isn't there another one? Isn't there another one you could buy shows? Yeah, you could buy them. I think Apple, like, right? Yeah, Apple. Apple. No. But it's like, Pretty sure. you're, I don't know, like you're, you either have to wait for all the season to come out. Or mm. if you buy the movie, it's really expensive. And then like on Amazon, you don't actually own the movie, you just have a lifetime subscription to, to watch to it. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I know. I think you're out of something. Damn licensing agreements. Yeah. Those are tough ones to get. Those are those move the studios you hold on to those like they're gold because they mm-hmm. are gold. They'll just keep broke. They'll just keep selling that off in little bits, or you know, kind of leasing it basically. And it's cash crop. When you have like a show like The Office, the leasing, like just to get the rights to put The Office on your platform, is insane. Like I can't imagine what Peacock makes. Yeah, yeah, it must have been a lot to take it off Netflix. Oh yeah, it's it's and it's it's a great deal because people literally just get the peacock subscription to watch the office i'm one of them yeah <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah i know it's crazy have you guys um kept up at all with the hollywood strikes are those still ongoing i think they ended didn't they i thought they just ended maybe i'm wrong i hadn't seen anything on it so i was just curious I wasn't following it too closely. Yeah, Honestly, I, I was annoyed with them. Um, the strikes are over, apparently. They ended, I guess. Let me see. Um, Hollywood strikes are wrapping up. What's next for streamers? Yeah, we'll see what's going to come out then. I mean, maybe this means good movies. I feel like it didn't really stop, though, to be honest. I felt like there was so much in the backlog that it really, they just kept putting stuff out. Yeah, it's it was still, COVID. It was still COVID, the same was kinda, subpar. Yeah. I know with COVID, it was kind of, like you said, they had the backlog, so I think they were able to draw on that. Uh-huh. Kind of like we do with this show. <laughs> we miss a week, yeah. we uh, just put in put in one of the one of the extra extra ones that we have in lag exactly that's true yeah yeah i I was just kind of upset because i was really looking forward to doing two coming up over thanksgiving and then it got bumped back to march oh is that right it got pushed out to march oh that was like the only one i was looking forward to yeah i honestly anymore i haven't really been to a movie recently that really uh was great yeah me neither last one i was at was the super mario brothers top that was good did you see top gun in the theater no 
Top Gun was pretty good. That was probably the last good one I've seen. Oh, you know, I watched the Indiana Jones movie. That one wasn't terrible. The Mission Impossible. What was that good? Yeah, the latest one is really good. There's one scene in there. It's like it's like a nightclub thing, but it's not too explicit. But besides that, it's very very good. I think. What is it like? Mission Impossible Ten now. Seven. Seven. Yeah, Clifford goes. It feels. It feels like it. Feels like Fast and Furious is ten. Ten. Okay, that's maybe what I was thinking of. Oh. Yep. We'll see when they end. They probably will never end. Yeah, I feel like Vin Diesel is immortal. So (laughs) (laughs) one of these, they'll just do it, and they'll have to CGI his face to make him look young or something. (laughs) Keep him going, like Harrison Ford. Oh, too funny. Uh, Jake, I see one more thing on your list. Should we cover that before um, we close her out? If we've got time, I figured I could follow up on yeah. these uh, these important budgeting affairs we've been talking about. Oh, right. There's still so, more. Okay. I'm, I've got the calculator back out. All right. So the Florida budget is coming out. Oh, this, is, okay. this is a pretty minuscule amount compared to what we've been talking about. Um, but Ron DeSantis, in light oh, of the, good old heels, in light of good the old Florida heels. State snub from the college football committee. Oh, he's pissed about that. Come on, Ron, let it go. No, he's allocating one million for a lawsuit out of the Florida budget to sue the college football playoff committee. That's the (laughs) dumbest. I saw it. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I saw it on ESPN in the middle of the show here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sue. I'm gonna sue Ron DeSantis for being an idiot. So add add another million there. Why would he do that? That is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. What was his nope. reasoning? He thinks that they deserve to be in the playoff. And he he's going to uh, sue him over it? He thinks barely beating Louisville and barely beating... Um, what a loser. forget who they played before, but... If I yeah. didn't... If I, if I was on the cusp of, you know, should I vote for Ron DeSantis or not? This, this would put the nail in the coffin and say That's, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the uh, what the angle there was, because most people outside of this outside is of Tallahassee. Listen to this quote. Listen yeah. to this quote. This yeah, is a ter- my first grader, my fifth grader, and my preschooler. They are Knowles, and they are big time fans, and they do the tomahawk chop, and they were not happy. Said Ron DeSantis, "We are going to set aside one million dollars." And let the chips fall where they may. Ron, all you're teaching your kids is that you're a sore loser. You're a man that's trying to compensate for something small. And I'm not going to say on air what it is, but man, this is pretty stupid. Like, wait, wait to alienate all the uh, SEC fans, too. That should be his core. The core, yeah. uh, core demographically is going for. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of Ron. Ron lost. Ron lost my respect. Yeah, that was uh, nail in the coffin right there. What an idiot! What he's what he's talking about there. But I figured it was relevant since we're talking about budgeting. That's a yet another. Uh, what, that's the biggest waste of a million dollars I've ever seen. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Who would actually? 
who actually even, does even that? Even if I was a Florida State fan, I still uh, wouldn't like that. No. <laughs> My tax dollars go into a meaningless lawsuit. Yeah, that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, who who cares if you sue them? They're not in the playoff. They're not going to change their decision. They're not going to do anything about it. Oh, and the best part is the budget doesn't go into effect until after the national championship. Oh my gosh, what an idiot! So they, like they literally, you can't do. It's anything a waste. About it. It's literally even wasting if, a million dollars. Yeah, even if you somehow had a case for it, it would mm. make it would make no difference what actually happened. Man, I might have to agree with Newsom. Ron's a little cuckoo. Mm. Man, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Well, but budgeting in 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 conclusion clean up the budgets get rid of ron DeSantis. this is ridiculous this his time is running for president needs to end folks and this is not a call to action this is just telling you please don't vote for him um this man's ridiculous after hearing that i don't know if i can ever look at him the same i thought the heels did it for me but this really, you know, yeah. heels and this, Jesus Louise, I mean, come If on. you can't see Alabama's a better team than Florida State. I mean, shoot. That, that does it for you me. You lost me. Gosh. Well, isn't Alabama the number one forever? Well, not the last two years, Tom. George has been the number one. And let me tell you, when Georgia won the national championship the last two years, they refused to go to the White House. I'm putting that oh. out there. I'm putting it out there. My team's my team's better than everybody else's. That's cool. I swear, I, Nick Saban will win. He'll go to the White House. I know he will. Oh he yeah. likes Biden. Mm, wait, really? I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> things right <laughs> now because I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get him started. On I'm just a hater. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is ridiculous. Anyways. Uh, we should get off before I go down another rabbit hole. I will get very heated on this topic, and it's uh, it's not Aiden's worth gonna, anybody's Aiden's time. Call the dogs. Yeah, I'm gonna start suing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks for thanks for doing this. This was we cut co- we covered quite a bit here. We we um, I think we solved the uh, the budgeting crisis here going on in the U.S. and. There's a few others. There were some explosions that we didn't talk about, uh, the Rainbow Bridge and all that stuff, but less important than Biden turning 81 and um, and the economy uh, doing well and improving, according I to- I love uh, you threw that in there. There's some yeah. explosions we didn't cover. Well, there's some explosions we didn't <laughs> cover. Yeah, you know, you can't cover them all. And uh, John Pierre saying stupid stuff was much more uh, thrilling. More explosive. It was more explosive. We'll just put it that way. Um, yeah. So uh, glad you guys uh, could tune into this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. If you did, uh, go ahead and drop us a like, leave us a comment or review. We appreciate it. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, this is episode 52. We're um, we're past the, uh, the halfway point to 100. So help us get there. Uh, we will be posting new episodes every week. So you can go give us a follow uh, to make sure you see those episodes when they come up. Uh, the Green Dragon Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, and True Social, and the Green Dragon Pod on Rumble and Twitter. You can listen to the show everywhere you go on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like I said, new podcasts every Friday. Go check it out. 
Um, if you want to go check out uh, our other show uh, and you like good laughs and whiskey, you can go check out the Foolproof Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and the Foolproof Drinks on Instagram. Till next time, be safe, fight for what you believe in, and most importantly, be a good American. God bless.